You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me always is my good friend... Jay from the AK. Formerly from the AK. Sorry about that, folks. Well, how uh, goes it tonight? It's going hot, 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 Mike. It is so hot everywhere. I never thought I would say this from a guy from Alaska, but it is almost too hot to fly. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Yeah, way. I'm like, unless you're standing in a puddle of ice water... I, I don't know what to do. This is I'm I'm totally getting freaked out with my move down here to Texas. It's it's topsy turvy. It's opposite day. I, it's I, I don't know what the, it's a beautiful day. I want to run outside and then I get hit by the sun and I I go limping away. I kind of know how you feel because it's only like 118. Yes, I, I that's the part that's really funny is that you're having high. I'm complaining and you're having higher temperatures. 120 where you are. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy, dude. Right. It is, they do have a heat wave here. It's uh, actually, I think it's a some kind of a warning or something. So <laughs> some kind of a warning. Uh, I think the warning is the FAA saying that in your region, planes can't lift off the ground. <laughs> they can't, <laughs> and you may That's crash a on thing. a mile of runway. Yes, it's a performance thing. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, tonight, I think tonight we're uh, talking about your new field. You got a new field open. I do have a new field. It's open. And uh, in between the heat bouts, I've been out there and the guys have been doing a great job. They've uh, mowed the field and uh, it's looking great. I'm buying like a little flag for the wind directions. Should be getting the mail in a couple of days. And I'm just getting used to flying uh, on a grass field again. I, I was spoiled up in Alaska. I got to fly on the base. I was kind of used to having a nice paved runway. And in fact, the guys right. out there were, uh, they're really good sports, but they were teasing me because they were like, do you have any planes that have wheels? I mean, we did mow the grass. Are, are you going to be using the field? <laughs> and so, so I was like, yes, I have planes that have wheels and such, but, uh, I haven't put them all back together or out of the boxes that, you know, I, I moved in. So I've been, uh, looking at what planes I'm going to bring out and such, but I did get to test, uh, a couple of gliders, interesting stories, but, it's been kind of fun. It's been nice having being able to get back out and uh, have the relaxation of flying again. It's been very nice. Right, right. Well, better you than me. It's been so hot here. We really, uh, I think my group canceled one of the weeks because it was just so hot. <laughs> Every, everybody's <laughs> fleeing to cool, cooler weather. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I'm uh, I'm on that that list that they put out, and it's funny the comments. You know, oh, we're not there, or we're going, we're going to Colorado where it's cooler. Right. I mean, just crazy stuff. It's pretty funny, right? So, tell me a little bit about this new field. Where did you? Is this an existing field, or did you guys find it? This or? no, actually, this is a uh, field that the guys had had prior. The problem was that they had lost contact with the owners. Um, and it, and it wasn't like, like 50 years they'd been out of contact with the guy. It was just that they had been out of contact for a few years and they were wanting to start the field back up again. But it was one of those things that kind of lost contact, hadn't talked to the fellow. I kind of lend a hand because my mom knew a gal who knew, uh, an aunt of the guy. And so I was able to get everybody back in contact and, and we were able to sort that out. But it, it, it was really good because, even though they had permission before, they were trying to do the right thing and not become a bad neighbor, just go back out there without talking to the guy. Even though he had given permission before, they didn't want to go out there and just start cutting the field and, you know, acting like it was theirs again without the landowner's permission. Well, part of what I was told was it is Texas and people will start shooting at you. So it's just a, it's just a polite thing. To <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good idea to actually double check with the landowner, make sure that there hasn't been a, change in ownership or, or something like right, that. Right, exactly. And and it turned out that it was no problem getting permission once once I got in contact with the uh the landowner and um he gra- graciously gave his permission. He's not charging us anything to use his field uh and we we're you know there's still some benches and stuff out there so I'm taking it upon myself to repaint the benches and like I said add a uh add a flag out there or something and since I didn't get to Join into the mowing. I'm going to try to contrib- contribute that way. 
but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's really pretty out there. It's real nice. <laughs> they have all every place all my fields I've flown have been really unique. Like I said, I flew on Elmendorf Air Force Base, and one of the cool things about being out there is sometimes you'd go out and there would be a moose and a calf would be out at the end of the runway, and that'd be kind of neat. Or sometimes you'd be out there and a black bear would come across and with three little cubs. Or I had one time where a fox came out and sat down right at the edge of the field, real close to us, and was watching the planes fly overhead. And we weren't sure just what the fox was going to do, but it just sat there and watched this fly or watched the planes fly. At this new field, uh, it looks like I have a new group of furry friends. <laughs> one of the things we saw out there, uh, I was like, hey, there's a group of turkeys. That's pretty cool. Don't get to see that every day. And then yeah. I saw a weird four-legged beast. It wasn't a cow, a Texas steer or anything like that. And I was, it was kind of far away and I wasn't sure just what it was. I was like, is that like a miniature camel? What, what is that? A camel. <laughs> and it was, uh, one of those, um, spitting, uh, apacas or whatever. Oh, yeah. the alpacas. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. have apaca or whatever out there and, uh, they just roam around, uh, out on some of the property. The guy's like, Oh, these are great critters to raise. So now we have these apacas that come out and watch us fly. So that's very interesting. Um, so yeah, it's a great, it's a great place. And I'm, I'm really grateful to, uh, the landowner, Mr. Wynn for, for allowing us to fly out there. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good field. Well, kudos to them. And, uh, how, how long or wide is it? Is it big or you just, you could land a full, full sized aircraft out there. Basically right now, those guys have about, oh, I'd say about 200 by 50 feet mowed out for a field just, but the field itself is. I'd say a good half a mile long by, I'd say maybe 400 yards across. So right well, now, ha- so, half a mile, that's, yeah, that's like 2,500 feet or yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty big. I guess it was, they used it as a former strip to land small general air, aviation at. So, well, that makes sense. That so makes it's, sense. it's pretty nice. It's like I said, we just, we just mowed out a small portion just for our, uh, for our runway. So, and it's pretty, you know, usually out here, you know, you mow anything in Texas, and there's rocks, rocks, and more rocks. So actually, it's not that rocky. It's uh, it's pretty firm ground. If these guys get their roller back, I, I think they want to roll the field on top of this. The next time we have a good rainstorm, they want to roll the field out to make it even smoother. And it's going to be all that much better. In fact, I'm looking forward to maybe flying an EDF or two out there. If we get the grass, you know, the right now they have the grass short enough. We get it smoothed out. It it might be nice enough for that. Or I may just have to get maybe a motion RC aircraft that can fly off of grass. I don't know. There you go. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. Now they fly uh gas or uh, gassers. The, the fellows that I fly with, they're, they're pretty much all gassers or slimers as they're known. Um, oh, okay. and that's what they fly with. So I'm, I'm kind of the new duck since I'm electric only being that my plane doesn't make noise. And, uh, you know, they were teasing me because most of my planes didn't have wheels. So, you know, right. <laughs> so, but hey, how do you take that thing off? Yeah, pretty much. These guys are there. I, well, I can tell them. How's I get airborne? Because they, they had a really good sense of humor and, uh, uh, they were definitely letting me have it being the new guy at the field. So uh, I think I'm going to enjoy it. Well, that's always a pleasure to, to have guys that, you know, can get along and, and fly and, and have a good time. Yeah, that's one of those things. You know, that's one of those things about my group. Everybody's good at you know just kind of pushing each other around. You know, kind of just yeah, like with tongue and you, cheek. You got to have yeah, a little you teasing. Know, you got to have a little bit of that yeah. camaraderie. You know, I, like I said, I guess I'm I'm a little bit of the junior in age wise, but really, it's kind of interesting after talking to the you know the few of the guys that have been out there that I've had a chance to meet so far, all have different backgrounds but we have very similar backgrounds and in, in certain aspects of things so it's it's kind of nice uh for us uh we were all we're all air force guys ex-air force guys right so that was right. kind of our our common thread and once we all kind of figure that out about each other that's when the jabs were coming in and <laughs> oh good <laughs> oh yeah so there the things came out and they, yeah. they they showed no mercy for for the poor kids so it's, excellent it's all right excellent if they're listening, feel free to jab Jay all you want. Uh, it's, thanks, uh, it's definitely Mike. funny. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, jump on the website and give us a you know detailed some details <laughs> of how you guys just uh, slam the guys. So, did you fly anything out there? What uh, What did you take I to did. the new field? I did. Um, I basically did of all things. I decided I had three maidens. I did. Yeah, I did three maidens that day, and I flew one plane. I flew the tough wing, kind of as my you know, uh, get my fingers back in, into the loop of things. Were they there when you flew the Tuffling? 
Oh, they were there when I flew that plane. Yeah, sure thing. Oh, what'd they think of that? They liked that. They they were surprised oh, they? at how fast it went. So <laughs> <laughs> I love I love flying the tough wing in front of folks because they just they look at it and go, Oh yeah, it's a little wing and then you know, I putter around with it, and then I just wide open that thing. It's yeah, they're like surprised at how loud it is when it, when it gets really oh, loud, yeah. and then you put it yeah. in a dive, and you come zipping by them. Um, and then they were kind of amazed when, you know, you tumble it. They're not expecting you oh, to right. tumble away, right. and uh, that really kind of wakes them up. Uh, so either that or, you know, I go from you go from ground level 300 feet straight up, and they're just amazed by that. <laughs> For, no more than 400 <laughs> feet, what is that what you're about to say? No more than 400 You go from ground level exactly. to right at 400. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. So, okay, so you flew the wing and you had two other maidens. I, yeah, I had three other maidens. I maidened. Oh, um, three other. I, I had gotten off a of Craigslist, of all things. I got a Radian XL glider uh, off a of fellow. Got a great price. In fact, this that's a little strange story, too. You know, I meet this guy. Never met him before, but he comes up to me and he says, hey, do you know this guy? And he names some guy's name. And I go, yeah, I, I do know that guy. You know, once again, Mike, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what I, I bought it down in San Antonio. I don't know the population of San Antonio, but I guess it's, you know, it's up there. It's 800,000 people or so. I'm like, okay, I've only been in the state a little while. How does this guy know this guy that I know back up in Alaska? That that was just kind of a weird statement to come out of a guy who I, right. I you know, meeting him at the Seven Eleven. I'm just like, uh, uh, you know, out of the blue, like, uh, you know, is the government watching me? Was he drive? Was he driving a blue exactly. van that had like ice cream bars <laughs> on talking, the side? He was of it? talking I mean, to his wrist, you know, or his sleeve or his shoulder, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it turns yeah, out that awesome. it turned out that this guy happens to be from Anchorage, Alaska. And so he happened to know a, a mutual friend uh, who flies aircraft as well and had given him a plane or two. And he was like, yeah, I, I, you said you were for Anchorage. I thought you might know this guy. He just threw his name out there because he'd gotten some planes from him and such. And I was kind of amazed. So he told me where he lived and I told him where I lived. And, and I'm like, that is just the weirdest thing to be on the planet, to go somewhere 2,800 miles away and bump into a guy who used to live down the street from you. Uh, for all those that don't know, the world is really a small place. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. It's seriously. I, I've done that more than once. I, you know, where I've been like overseas or somewhere and somebody's like, you know, hey, do you know so and so? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the world, the world can be very small to some of us. Yes, that's true. So anyway, I got, I got this Radian XL, got a, a really good deal on it. This is kind of a funny plane, right? So you know how we talked about getting a plane when it's just all white? And, you know, putting some color right. or something on it. So I went through and I, I didn't do like a super fantastic tape job, but I, I put a little color on it. And the guy had a big uh, black stripe on it. And I kind of added some red accents and put some on the tail and I did some other stuff. So I'll, so now I have a plan at least you can see, you know, not to say that this radian is right. 2.6 meters. It's a big, it's a big right. bird. I get this plane all together and uh, I, you know, I'm assembling at the field. And it, this was the first time I'd really assembled the whole plane. Because it's so large, I didn't put it together at the house. I only put certain parts of it. And it's really cool. This, this guy gave me this plane, and he left uh, one of the boxes that obviously was a sh one of the part of the shipping box so that you can, you know, when you take the wing apart, so the wingtips could go in this one part. And then he uh, had Velcroed in some other stuff to put in the wing spars. He made, a, you know, like this really nice box for it. It was kind of nice how he had it all set up. The, the elevator comes apart and he put kind of made little miniature wing bags for him that that one that were glued to the side of the box so you could you could take it all right. apart and you had all your parts together and he even velcroed in a baggie so that you could take when you take all the bolts out you could put them in the baggie and they're all inside this little box so i was like wow, wow. you know nothing elaborate but it was really well thought out so you wouldn't lose anything or forget anything he did all that for transportation, right? So he could. Transport. He did all that for transportation. Okay. So it was it, it was a great little setup. So off. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Was. So off I go, and I'm at the field. So now I'm assembling this plane for the first time. So I get it all together, and um, you know I'm checking the weights and balances and and everything, and uh, you know how that goes. And we go out there to go give it a good chuck, and uh, I start flying it. And you, the Radian XL, if anybody has a Radian, it of course it has a little polyhedral to the wings. And it doesn't fly like some of my normal uh, gliders, like our Phoenix 2000, which just is a straight wing glider. 
uh, two meter glider. Right. Um, so, you know, with the polygon, so, and it, it does not have any ailerons. It's just rudder and elevator only. Oh, and it has, and it has spoilers on it, but it has no flat, it has no ailerons, you know, that type of, or flaps or anything. So it wallows, wallows or wag, you know, I don't know. What's the, what's the term I'm looking for? It, it, it yaws back it and forth. It does yaw back and forth. And so it just kind of Because it's rudder, rudder only. Rudder so only. So the wingtips are kind of shaking all over the place. I know, folks, you can't see me. I'm, right. I'm moving my shoulders like to imitate what it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you look like you're dancing, <laughs> like, actually. Right. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. put a BG song oh, on, you'd be really good. No. So <laughs> so it's, it's, it's doing its little dance. And I'm kind of getting used to that since I hadn't flown a plane like this since, I think, since my first motor glider that I had. I haven't flown a design like this in, you know, what, 15 years so, or, you know, whatever. So it's been right. a long time, 20 years. I was getting used to that. And I, the wingtips were, were wagging a lot. And so I'm like, that's kind of weird, but eh, it seems to be, it's flying well. Man, it would just catch any little lift. It really gave you an indication of which way the lift was coming. So one of the problems that, that this guy had told me about the plane was that the tail feathers, um, if you, it, the, the plane did not like dives and if you got any speed with it, the tail would start to vibrate and shake and, and do terrible things. So what I did, uh, and when, and it was really, when I looked at it, it, the tail section, the elevator and the rudder was molded really thinly. So it comes to this nice thin ending. And the bad part about that is you add any pressure, you know, you bend it or you do whatever, and of course, if it got in any kind of real high speed, I could see how it could flutter because there's really nothing. I mean, there's a spar that goes through there, but it doesn't go to the edges and they're so thin. So what did I do? I had some 1.7 millimeter laminate and I laminated uh, the tail feathers and boy, did it strengthen that stuff up and it made it so much more stiffer. It really helped. So I noticed that once I put it into a dive, the tail didn't flutter. But the wingtips, man, they would just kind of shake and do all sorts of weird things. But anyway, I kind of got used to it. I, it was kind of a calm day. I flew it around. I landed it. Whew, I was all happy. And so <laughs> as our stories normally go, the guys that were out there with me, they ended for the day. And I said, well, okay, I'm out here. I think I want to take that glide. I want to take the XL back up again. <laughs> Let me just fly one, it one more, more time. time. Yeah. So I said <laughs> one more time and I got out there and, and so what did me in was there were buzzards out and they were flying. And it was kind of oh. funny because the minute I threw the XL out and I got it up to 50 feet, it was just kind of, you know, trimming it out and doing some other things. The buzzards saw it and they came right out and got in formation with it. And then also they flew off to the left or catching lift and I flew off to the left. And what do you know? I started catching lift. So I just hung out with those with the buzzard and followed them around the field. Typical uh, on this day. Well, you know, it's kind of a hot summery day. There's a little bit of humidity, you know, and oh boy, before long you're getting some clouds that kind of look like little thunder cells kind of moving in. The wind starts picking up. The gray starts getting right. kind of grayish. I can right. kind of see some rain in the distance. Um, I see some lightning flashes in the distance and I'm kind of like where the, where the field's at. It's not like it's in a valley per se. There's some hills around it, but you can see the weather coming over the hills, the taller hills. And I'm like, oh, I think I might want to get down. By this time now, I'm really getting into this glider and I love the 2.6 and with the, with the coloration I put on it, I could, I could see this bird perfectly. It just, it looks gorgeous, right? So now I'm above the buzzards. I'm, I'm out thermaling the buzzards or maybe the buzzards are just smarter and, you know, Hey, look at that, you know, look at that jerk. He's going, he's going too high. They're looking yeah. out at going, Hey, there's some weather coming. We're going this <laughs> We're going way. This yeah, way. Yeah, that's what they're so doing. So I'm like, look at me. So now I'm up, I, I look up and now I'm like, okay, first of all, I was flying actually rather close to myself. So I'm, I'm cranging I'm, my neck. I'm just looking straight up at this bird. My neck's getting like a, <laughs> I'm getting like a, a Charlie horse in my neck. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> right. And at that time, I go, oh, man, I, I'm really high because that's a 2.6 meter bird and it's starting to look really small. Ah, I better bring it down. Right. So I yeah, kind of I right. bring it. I get out of the lift. I start bringing it down. But now I can't really tell how steep of a dive I'm in. Because <laughs> it's over your head. It's over my head and it's kind of coming down straight towards me. So I can't tell if I'm in a gentle, just kind of slowly descending or if I'm in a screaming dive until I start hearing it whistle. And then I go, ooh, I'm diving pretty fast. <laughs> so I start, I, I give it a little back pressure and I start coming out of the dive and it starts climbing. 
and it starts climbing, and then all of a sudden those wingtips are well, you know, they're blah, 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 they're doing a little thing, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that ain't good. All of a sudden I hear correct, and I go, uh oh. At that point, it's kind of like I was doing a, a hammerhead turn, right? I'm near vertical. I hear the crack. The the left wingtip, like it's like somebody pulled the yellow handles on them, poof, and it just gets ejected, <laughs> poof, and it starts oh, tooling down. No. I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I complete the hammerhead turn. I'm not trying to do one. It just does a hammerhead turn type thing. It comes around, and now I'm like, well, now it's missing it's, a wingtip, it's, it's, it's right? Miss, so. Yeah, missing a third of the wing just fell off, you know, or, oh, or whatever. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say a third. Well, you know, but a, a, a good portion of it has fallen off. That whole wingtip is gone. And I'm like, okay, I should be okay. Right? Because I, you know, I got, I still have most of the wing. Sure. There's only like four inches of wingtip <laughs> well, missing. I should be fine. There's more than four. So, so, okay. so pretty much the whole, the whole, uh, polyhedral, that's the word I was looking for. The whole polyhedral is gone. It's, it's departed. Now it's fluttering back to earth safely. I'm like, okay, I should still be okay. Right. So I, yeah. now that I've, I'm trying to get control, but now of course it wants to do what? You, it wants to turn yes, in one it direction. It wants to turn in one direction. And I have <laughs> rudder only. I have no ailerons. I have. Right. So now I'm right. trying to fight that as I'm doing this turn and I'm trying to get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm getting up airspeed and I'm trying to level off. I'm trying to get it to level off. And, and like I told you, like I'm up there. I'm still, I'm still up. It's not like I'm right. only 200 feet off the ground. I'm, you know, I'd say a thousand feet off the ground. You know, I'm up there and I'm like, Whoo-hoo-hoo. were you using spoilers at the time no. or you're just was, in no, the dive? I was just, I'm just kind of in the dive. At least I okay. think I, you know, things were happening. I might've been flicking <laughs> switches. I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it's coming down. So this is one of those times, folks, I, I will tell you, like, I like some days I like to fly by myself. I, I do. I like, sometimes sure. I like to go out there, whether I'm just trying out new things or I just, some right. days I just like to be out there not being, you know, having to talk to people and I can just fly and I can concentrate just on my planes or doing whatever I want to do. Now is that now I'm sitting there going, this is a bad time to be out here by myself because now pieces. Yeah. yeah where's Mike? Where's Mike when exactly. I need Exactly. I could I use another set of eyes in Arizona. because I can't look yeah. at the piece that's fluttering. It's just falling like a falling leaf. Wafting. Oh, yeah, it's just right. wafting down, <laughs> you know, where I. Because it, it weighs it nothing. It weighs nothing, right? right? It's a feather. Right. While my rest of my plane is now, I guess the word's plummeting <laughs> towards Earth. So I, I'm, it's, so I'm, so it's I'm coming down whether you want it to or not. So now I'm trying to get control. I'm trying to get out of that turn, that diving turn, and I finally get control of it. And just as I'm kind of pulling out and and trying to get the load off that wing, that's when the second one pulled the handles and it gets ejected. <laughs> so now, yeah, so now both your wingtips are wing fluttering to the are ground. Gone. And I'm just, my, my, my mouth is wide open because I'm just like, Oh crap. You know, cause what's left on the wing. Now the, the center portion of the wing is still, it's a good meaty piece, but there's no aileron. There's no, there's no ailerons on it. Right, it's nothing. just rudder right. and elevator. And now it's in a dive. <sighs> cause I'm just like, Whoa. Cause I, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I'd be looking at somebody if they're standing next to me going, look at that. You know? <laughs> I'm the guy flying in the plane. I go, oh, I'm flying the plane. Right. So I'm like, will this thing still fly? I pull back up on the stick and it comes up and it starts, it's responsive. And I'm like, no way. This thing is still flying. You know, if it's still flying, I can still live. Sure. So I end up, right. I end up making like two or three circles around and I'm trying not to make them too steep because once again, it's rudder only. So right. I don't want to get it so far over that if, you know, I, I don't want to lose that lift and lose the, you know, I, so I'm trying to keep it in this pretty neutral thing. And now I'm like, oh boy, it's getting harder to get the nose to come up, you know? And I said, well, right. I, I have a throttle. So I, I hit the throttle and I just kind of motored up and did, you know, came back out, lined myself up with the runway, put myself off the runway, brought it in. I think that's when I put the spoilers in because I was still coming a little hot. I just kind of did a little stall before the, the high grass on the edges and plopped it right into the grass. Perfect. Not a scratch on the plane. And then I look up and I'm like, Oh, there's part of my, my, uh, fluttering leaf falling wingtip. And of course it fluttered all the way across into the other field, fell across the stream, which I couldn't cross. So it's, it's, oh, it's no. out in the field. Now we're the first part where the first wingtip ejected. I have no idea where it went. I, I, I lost sight of it to keep, keep eyes on my plane. The buzz, the buzzards stole it. <laughs> I guess they did, man. 
They were laughing. They were over there laughing, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. The buzzards oh, were yeah. over there having a grand so old time. I, so after I landed here. the plane, I think I immediately sent you and uh, Alaska Mike uh, Barslew. Um, I sent you guys photos. I sent you guys some pictures of yeah. my new my new modified plane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I like the 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 square wing tips that really looked good. You know, they just like this modified wing. It just chopped the end of the wing. Exactly. Tip. So was it a little? It was probably a little sporty. That it way, was. Though, right? It was very sporty. Yeah. It flew actually it flew quite well. But it you have to fly it fast with without with that. Oh sure, without that part well, yeah, of the wing all, is your, all of your lift, all that lift on the end of the wings. Is, <laughs> I was sitting there doing my NTBS uh, accident report. NTSB, yeah, NTSB, NTSB. Uh, accident report, and I'm like, okay, what happened? Why did, cause I, I was, you know, I was wondering why the wings were fluttering or just, they were just jumping the whole time I was flying this thing. Just before you go into this report, when you put the wings on, are, are, do they slip on or do they screw on? They slip on and then you screw them in. So there's a, you, there's two plastic pieces. If I can remember, there's right. actually three plastic tabs that, that kind of line up the wing and then two have screws that screw them into place. Right, the wings, the wings in. Right. Okay. So, so you have those two screws, and the screws were there, or, or were they gone too? Well, on one, on one wing, I could still tell because it was attached. The other one ripped, it ripped that whole piece out okay. of the other, out of the wing. So, so if that that means that it was attached, the two screws were actually in there. Oh yeah, it, it definitely was attached because it definitely ripped the whole thing out. So when you put it together, all four screws were attached. Well, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. All I could tell was only two. You know, I only had two screws left because the, the entire plastic piece got ripped out of the wing. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that if the screws were not there, it wouldn't have ripped the plastic no, piece out. No, no. So obviously, yes, it worked. You you had all four yes. screws, so that was not the no, problem. It was not of the attachment. It was not. It, but they but they were fluttering. You said. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They were they were kind of fluttering and jumping like like you were saying, and, and it was just like they weren't getting, having enough support. I'm sitting here mumbling myself what happened, what could have possibly happened. So I started, you know, I'm, now I'm, I'm kind of all disgusted with myself and kicking myself as right. to what, what's, what could have went wrong. So I start taking the plane apart to put it back into that the cool carrying box that, the, that had been made for me. Um, and as I'm doing this, I open up the box and what falls out in my hands? Oh, look, it's these beefy, thick as redwood, you know, wood spars that, Go into this thing. I forgot to put this because I didn't put this plane together. Wait, wait, the main spar? Right. This plane not only has one no, main no, spar, it, it has uh, it has one main spar, and then oh. it has a, a further trailing edge wing spar. So it has a total of out four to spars the wing tip is what you're talking that, about that attach the wing tips on. I didn't put gotcha. I didn't put them in. All I did was attach the screws into the plastic <laughs> tabs which hold the which hold the wing tips on once you have the spars in. Wait, wait. I got to go back. Hold on. I think I have a podcast down here for a pre-flight. Uh, oh, yes, we do uh, have yes, a podcast uh, yes, for a folks, pre-flight. I'm telling you, <laughs> this this was an expensive lesson for me. Oh, I, my I got gosh. This, I got this glider for a song, and it was a great yeah. deal. But so <laughs> I forgot to put the – since I didn't put the spars in, I, and like I said, the wingtips are out there. I, if, if I knew where they fluttered to, I could have got them, repaired them, put them back on. But because I have no idea where they went, I had to order two new wingtips. Now, the great thing is that this is an E-flight plane, so I could get, get replacement parts. The bad part right. is, was the fact that uh, you had to have – okay, remember that plastic piece that pulled off? And it was still attached yes. to the, uh, yes. the, the wingtip that fell off that's fluttering in the wind? Well, I have to have that little plastic piece to add back on, even though I can buy the another wingtip. I need that plastic piece to help align and attach it because the screws go in to hold it to the wing. So that that plastic piece is on the main it's wing. It's on the main though, wing. Not on the, it's not on the plastic. Right. It's not on the wingtip. It goes to the main wing. So attach. And I would suspect that you can't buy just no, that you little plastic buy piece. Just that plastic piece. So I so basically I had to buy a whole new wing. I bought the main center portion. Then I bought the wingtips. I, I made it work after that when I got it. Now, there's more to the story because I ended up getting the uh, – oh, after like a no. week or two, I ended up getting the wingtips back. I mean, I got the, the wing back with the wingtips replacement pieces. And, of course, they must have had a guy from Samsonite who was working for UPS on the side. 
<laughs> if, and if you folks don't know what this is. It was, a, it was Ace Ventura, yeah. <laughs> right? It was the That's Ace right, Ventura the, guy the where he's dropping yes. it, kicking it, and it says fragile all the side. And he runs over it with his car a couple and times. I, I'll, I'll yeah. have to add that to the show notes or something. You, I sent you the pictures of the box. Yes. They definitely, they, they definitely put the generator on top of the wing. <laughs> and it's amazing. They didn't break the winglets, the wing, the wing tips. They didn't break those, but the main wing. They just dropped all sorts of stuff. So basically, I was like, should I send it back? Should I do whatever? I said, well, it was my stupid mistake for breaking this thing. So I just ripped off the pieces that I needed. I added them to it, and I made it. I basically made it work. I glued it to the one good wing, and I made it work. And I even had to manufacture one little plastic piece uh, that it turns out that it also came off when, when the whole thing pulled apart. Uh, that they don't sell individually. And I wasn't about to spend $25 for this little plastic piece. So I just kind of whipped out the knife, looked around the house, brainstormed a little bit, whittled out a piece of plastic, and I made it work. It was very, very expensive. Now, uh, just to continue this whole Radiant story. <laughs> so you have so you have a new airplane after you bought one off yes. of Craigslist. Now yes. you have a new one. Yes. And I highly recommend, right. you know, getting some of the planes off of Craigslist can be a great deal uh, if, you, if sure. you know what you're buying and and you're aware or if it may need a little TLC, just you can repair it or do something and you get a great plane. Well, that pretty right. much went out the window by the time I had to buy a new wing and whatever. But I still got overall I still got a good deal because it's still cheaper than buying a new plane. Um, but still it, it was an expensive lesson. Uh, I'll just continue. I'll go into the future a week later or after I got all the parts and I put the plane back together. I went back out to that field and I was like, okay, this time I'm gonna assemble the plane. I'm gonna have my little checklist. I'm gonna go over everything. I'm going to get this completely right. I went out. I flew. Had a fantastic time. But something wasn't quite working right. The plane was flying. Oh, the no. plane was flying okay. But it just right. didn't seem that responsive to me. Now, it wasn't like it's flying out of control, but it just wasn't as responsive. And I thought it was because of the polyhedral style wing. And I still wasn't used to doing the coordinated turns with it. And, of course, it's hard to, you know, it's just different doing coordinated turns since it's rudder and elevator only. And it's just a different feel. I thought it was just me getting used to this plane doing this. So I was like, okay, no problem. So anyway, after flying it like uh, once or no, it was my second flight. And I'm I'm flying it. And it just isn't flying right to me, Mike. And it's just weird how it was flying. But meanwhile, I'm I'm still flying with the buzzards. I'm having a great time. But finally, I just said, well, I'm going to bring it in. Came in and I landed it. And I kind of did a, I boffed the landing. And I flipped the plane over. So as I'm walking up to the plane, I start moving the control surfaces to see that they're moving okay. And guess what control surface wasn't working? Well, uh, if it was turning, your rudder was working. Was it climbing and descending? Because you only have one Not other. really well. So you were using the motor to get it to climb. If I wanted to get the elevator I, was not working, but the elevator seemed like it was working. So, so here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but the elevator was not working. And let me tell you folks of everything that can not work. The elevator, once the elevator yeah. stops working, you usually, it ends with a crash. My elevator. Well, yes, because you can turn an airplane with the rudder. That's what turns it. You can roll an airplane or get it to kind of roll a direction with the ailerons. The elevator goes out. You've got no pitch motion. So you've got power, but that's it. I mean, if you have enough power to hold the nose off the ground, you might luck out. But normally with no elevator, you got nothing. Okay. So all now here's the cool part. All the uh, uh, clevises and control rods all had clear rubber silicon tubing on them, except for this one that goes to the elevator. It had it on, but the actual pin had broken. It was gone. Oh. It was just... So so it was just sandwiched in between it. No. It, it was kind of sandwiched there, but it was... But basically, at this point, it's not even a... Ta- it's just... It's just away from... Just it's dangling just, free? It's just dangling in the wind. But that that could have been caused by the by the nose over... That it finally fell off. Maybe. But if you have that rubber piece and, and it's it's tight enough to hold Maybe. it with a pinch. That may off, be the case. It may have been just moving. Well, I went to move the elevator itself. Well, the elevator itself was kind of like jammed. So if you went Ooh. and moved the elevator, it was really stiff. It was hard to move from the position it was in. So it was not at a, a neutral position. It was in a slightly it was in a slightly nose up position. 
Oh, you lucked out. Looked, the angels were smiling upon me, but obviously, <laughs> obviously, this XL want they felt bad. They felt bad from your purchase of the wing, and they were like, "Well, we're not going to have him purchase a fuselage." The XL, too. <laughs> it definitely has a death wish because I mean, I checked the whole plane out. I put everything together. That was like, there's nothing you could do. That's there's really no check. That's just one of those things. Uh, it was just a plastic piece, just didn't hold up. It just, like you said, it could have broke when I landed it. Probably the reason why I landed so hard or it just was a bad landing was because I didn't have any pitch right. control. Right. No, that could have been the case. That's insane, dude. <laughs> that I, I, I'm impressed already. The fact that everybody can know that Jay can fly an airplane without an elevator. I, Good for I, you, yeah, buddy. I, I don't recommend it. I, I like to pat myself <laughs> on the back, but honestly, yeah. I was just, that was sheer, you know, when you talk about having luck, Mike, being lucky or good, I, you know. Yeah. I, I'd much lucky. rather be lucky. <laughs> that's, and that's all that was. I'd love to say it was yeah, my no perfect flying. I realized, I re, first of all, I realized the problem that I had no pitch control and I put in the power right. and I was able to keep my nose up and keep control of the air. No, that's, there was none of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what happened until I crashed. <laughs> it wasn't until I, yeah, until I, cra- until I, I didn't, you know, until I landed, I didn't know that I had a, pro- a serious problem. There's no more right. that I can say about that. Well, I, I tell you what, it could have been that that could have been devastating because you could have been up and the elevator get jammed in a nose down exactly. position, and and I know because I yes. flew a radian, I flew Phil's radian when that actually happened, and it just pitched over. And I'm telling you, I I've never felt more helpless. There's in nothing my you life can do to watch yeah. this thing. And it head, happens in an instant. Head to the ground with no rudder input, no nothing. I mean, no elevator input or nothing. It's it it is very distressing for right. me to. And I could say, and I could yeah, say to you, Michael, well, why didn't you put it into a knife edge and then, you know, fly it like that to yeah, the ground? No. Yeah, no. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. <laughs> you know, you could do it on the simulator. I tried when everything. You, when you, type of thing, but it doesn't, in real life, no. Right. It doesn't work that way, friend. Well, and, you know, I try, on Phil's, I tried to push it all the way around inverted, and that didn't work either. So it, it was just, at that point, I had to just chop the throttle, put the spoilers out, and hope for the best. And, Man, you, you did luck out. That's said, that's amazing. And and for you, obviously, it's a grass, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't like you banged it up on no, asphalt no, 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 or whatever. No, like you'd have been in Alaska. You'd have been landing on asphalt right. probably, or at least you know cartwheeling down the asphalt. That's right. Make a nice little foam sparks. <laughs> hey, that's right. Foam sparks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that was that well, was okay. So so were you able to repair? I mean, it didn't do any damage. To the no, airplane, it did no though, right? damage. I just went and oh, okay. I replaced that clevis with a, a better one, a meteor one, and uh, right. you know, I put it back in the plane. It's ready to fly again. So I'm that's what I'm waiting on. It's just another nice cooler morning, so I can go out and try it again. So you ha- you haven't flown it since then? No, since. That's, <laughs> it's okay. just been too hot. Right. That's. That's insane, dude. That is amazing. Lucky. Story. So what? Okay, so yeah, what's the moral of the story then? Once again, we've talked about safety checks, making sure everything is, you know, in the well. Right first position. of all, you and I, you and I have okay, a history. Okay, so for of the first half of the story, like it comes down to having yourself a checklist when you have a new plane that you haven't, and that's part of what I wasn't familiar with the plane, so I was all excited. You know, I get to be like right. a little schoolgirl, and I get all excited <laughs> about having a new plane. And so, you know, I rush and put it together, but I didn't even, I never looked into the little wing baglet that he, the guy had made to see it. <laughs> hey, what are these for? I don't care. I'm <laughs> That's right. What, anyway. are these, what are these big iron out. bars for? I, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who that, needs wings? And it caused bars? me, almost caused me a mishap because, you know, right. not having those right. in because I wasn't familiar with your plane. So I guess the moral of the story is when you get your new, when you get a new plane, put it together. Put it all together, get familiar with it, make yourself a little checklist to remind you of maybe some key or different points that may be different. Like in my my case, hey, don't forget the wing spars. I didn't, you know, I didn't make a checklist. I was all excited, just ran out to the field, threw it together, and almost crashed it. So now the yeah, uh, the clev is coming off. There's nothing. That's just you know the hand of God. <laughs> you know that's you know spin the <laughs> dice. You know have your lucky rabbit's foot with you. I whatever you know wear your purple right. socks. Whatever, whatever works for you. That's that's what you probably right. do. That is funny. Well, but you you were able to get a good deal off of Craigslist, and I'll tell you that uh, I I search Craigslist all the time here in Phoenix because Phoenix is a great flying uh, state, and there are always good deals. Always. Uh, to be had. I, I have gotten, um, you know, one or two items. I, I actually got a, um, 
what do you call that? The um, the ESC. Oh, that's I, right. I got a, uh, a really uh, ice. Um, yes, I did. I get a, a Castle Creations ice off of there, and and the guy was relatively close to me, and went over to his house. He hooked it up to his airplane, showed me it worked, and it was a really good deal. I brought it back home, and I've been using it ever since. So, it, it's it's a great place to go. It's always uh, an option, you know, as as well as RC Groups has a classified section. So sometimes I shop in there as well, but it's really good to find. And as a matter of fact, uh, there is an estate sale uh, coming Ooh, up here in nice. Phoenix for me. Uh, yeah, that will actually, um, you know, later this month that will actually, it's mostly RC stuff. Right. So I, I'm excited about going to that. I think I sent you the details on it and I'm going to run over there and, you know, kind of figure out what, what the guys have to offer, but. Uh, sometimes you can get great deals. Sometimes you can get really good stuff. Sometimes the stuff is not so great. Right. It needs a lot more work. But you never know. I, didn't you get a free one off of Craigslist? Yeah, that was, the, that was the other maiden that I did. I had gotten a Sky Surfer Pro, which is basically a, a Bixler uh, right. type of plane, you know, pusher, right. uh, yeah, pusher uh, style uh, trainer. And it was free. And uh, it was my wife, of all people, who told me about it because I wasn't on Craigslist that day. No. I was busy fixing something around the house. And she goes, hey, there's a fleet free plane on Craigslist. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I looked on there and I figured it, it was gone <laughs> by the time I got there, but it was broken. The guy's like, yeah, broken plane, blah, 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 free. And I looked at it and I said, I think I could fix that. And it turned out that it had a broken spar and that he had crashed it and it had cut out marks in the wing. And... um it was really easy for me to throw some spackle in there, do some of the techniques we talked about repairing foam, bada bing, bada boom, fix that within 15 minutes. And as for the broken spar, I repaired that by, I found out of my junk box, you know, where all my little bits and pieces are in. I found a like six inch piece of uh, carbon, you know, left over for something, tubing. And I think it was, or I think sure. it was actually an old arrow shaft. And uh, it fit perfectly inside the other carbon rod. And I just put it inside, oh. s- slapped on some five-minute epoxy, slipped it inside, put the two pieces together, bing, fixed. Excellent. It was fixed. Wow. So, now, now you can put an a I-beam, steel I-beam on there and it won't bend. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. Now, unfortunately, though, that I made that plane that day, too, and it, it actually had a crash of all planes. What? Yes. I've flown, I've no. flown this style of plane before. They're usually great to fly, no problems. And we got out in the field, and my buddy Jim uh, was throwing it for me. And it was like the second it left where I had Lady Luck on the glider. Well, she left me when it came <laughs> right. to this plane. <laughs> she was worn out, went and took exactly. a nap. I don't know if you ever seen the commercial one, where uh, there's a guy, and he's he's got this guardian angel, and the, the guardian angel's all tired out because he's, he's preventing all these accidents. Well, my, guard, oh, my, right, my guardian right. angel was back sitting in the shade drinking a cool margarita. Uh, when when uh, Jim <laughs> threw the plane, there you and, go. It, and it wasn't any fault of uh, Jim's throw or anything. I just, I think, just the wing. I think the wings came apart or something came apart. Uh, and basically, the what happened was the the ailerons just jammed them themselves in, like into a right turn. Right aileron came up, the left aileron went down, and then I had no, I had nothing. I, I had no ailerons at all, and it just noised right into the ground. Everything else worked, but the ailerons just stopped. So. Um, I'm going to have to take, you know, I haven't, I, I've repaired the damage and it wasn't that bad because it was just, we were just throwing it off the ground. I was able to repair that pretty easily, but I have to look at the joining mechanism. Uh, they basically, they have, um, a servo connector, but basically where it would be where you join, you know, extender, but they've pulled off the cover so that the pins are exposed so that when you plug the wing into the pins, that's how they connect. Well, you know, oh, if you, you do any damage to the wing or do anything, those things bend and sometimes they don't have good contact. Right. So obviously something like that happened. And when we went to throw it, it just must have, you know, dislodged or something. And I had no ailerons and, you know, tanked it right into the ground. So that that was a little disappointing. So I, I haven't totally repaired that. And then uh, the third plane I flew that day was I told you guys I'd been wanting this EPP Eagle. Now that I finished the whole entire plane, I have to say it's kind of a novel, enjoyable plane, but I really can't recommend it to folks. Uh, it's not meant for a beginner, beginners type of airplane. I mean, honestly, it goes together 
in half an hour, 40 minutes. But in order to get the plane to fly correctly, you have to manufacture some parts and redo some things because the plane is so badly designed. And what I mean by that is they have the firewall, they have a piece of plywood, and you attach the plywood to a piece of like three millimeter or two millimeter EPP that's really floppy. And then it braces up against this other piece of two to three millimeter EPP that's supposed to support the firewall in the nose and give the nose support. Well, you can bend this EPP with your hands. So the whole, when you, when the motor goes on, it flexes the whole, the nose of the plane. And the plane doesn't come with uh, folding propellers. When it hits the ground, it, it tends to just rip off the whole nose. You know, all the complaints I read about it, it, the whole nose cones get, you know, the whole firewall just rips off on just, just landing the aircraft. Just, uh, you'll be a perfect landing and just kind of catch that wing tip. I mean, the, the uh, propeller rips off the whole nose because it's so weak. Wait, wait, wait how, how, how big is the battery in this thing? I mean, not the battery, the motor. Well, the battery's uh, about a 1,300, 1,000 to a 1,300 millimeter battery, three cell batteries, what I used. And the motor I used is, uh, it's 50 grams. It swings about a nine to eight inch prop. It's one of the ones that I normally flew for when we did a lot of our blue core foamies. Um, like a blue wonder. It's type bigger motor? than a blue wonder, but you could use a blue wonder on this aircraft. That's the type. So like a hacker 10, a maybe. hacker. Yeah. A, a 10, 20, somewhere around that, you know, so it can swing anywhere. Like I said, eight to 10 inch prop with no problem on a three cell. Well, I was just trying, I was trying to figure out how much the thing would weigh because if you just have how big, how thin is the EPP? It's two to three millimeters. It's, 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 it's very, Oh thin. yeah. So you're hanging up. Yeah, you're hanging a big, uh, heavy motor on this little piece of... Right, but what I'm saying is even if you you use the Blue Wonder motor, because the way they have... There's there's no support from... Like, they give you they give you a plywood bracket, okay? And this bracket holds your servos and gives some structure to the, to the body of the plane. If you hold it, the, the body of the, the right. fuselage, you could squeeze it and hold it because you have this plywood frame that's inside of it. It extends all the way up to about two inches to the firewall, and it just stops. So you have uh, a two-inch gap of nothing. Right. So you can grab right. you could grab that motor, and you could, like, move the motor, just barely move it, and it flexes the whole bu- fuselage. That two inches of fuselage flexes because there's right. no support behind right. it. So what I did was I grabbed a bunch of my, like, the scrap that everything's laser cut, goes together really easy, that whole plywood frame. Well, all the scrap right. that was left over, I just kind of broke it, sanded it, and then I extended, I glued it to the side of the um, of the EPP on the inside, glued it up against the frame that was there, and so it kind of bridged out from it and gave support up to where the firewall goes. Now, instead of just having right. the, just a plain firewall that they gave you, I used it, but what I did was I took some of that uh, blue, f- uh, not blue, excuse me, the pink cornyware foam that we talked about before in our uh, building with foam and stuff you could use, and you could buy that two by two block from Home Depot. Yeah. So I got some yeah. of that. I yeah, have, that's it. I have some. Yeah, so actually. instead of using, so I used some of that, and then I just I cut up a, a piece that mod, you know, modeled the piece of the plywood fuselage that they give you, and I just mirrored that, and then I glued that whole piece back into it, so it touched the the wood, you know, scraps that I put in there, and now I have support from. You know, because that that blue—I mean, that pink corningware is very stiff and it's very solid, but it doesn't weigh anything. But now it gives structure to the firewall, and now that is butted up against those plywood extenders that I put on. So now the whole thing has structure. You can land it. You can hit. In fact, I was out there testing it when I was trying to figure out where the CG was because they're, you know, the Chinese CG. I don't know what that means in Chinese, but it definitely doesn't mean balancing planes. <laughs> but they give you for that. It's not quite right, and you have to kind of fiddle around with it. So I kind of had a tail-heavy plane, and I kind of, I kind of had a nose, nose strike when I kind of landed the plane or whatever. I was trying to struggling with the CG. It actually, it was a good thing because it, it kind of broke out that firewall, but it didn't damage the, the EPP any, and it was a clean break, and, and it helped out a lot because now it had mass and structure behind it. Now I was able to re-glue it in, get my angle correct, a little bit more correct uh, on the, uh, you know, because my angle was kind of off. My, for my motor mount uh, was off for the engine. Now I had it more straight and it was better. And now it flies great. The, the, the plane actually flies very well. 
I'm still just getting the, the CG just tweaked a little bit better for gliding. That once I get it up to altitude, it glides. And once again, it doesn't have ailerons on it. It's an Evron style aircraft. Um, it flies pretty well, but like I said, to get it to that stage, like I would say, like you, you wouldn't have too much of trouble. But if you are a new or, or a new flyer, or like as we're trying to give stuff out to beginner flyers, I would not recommend this this aircraft. I think you need to have a few planes under your belt and be able to manufacture parts and think outside the box because you have to in order to get a plane to fly, you know, to make your own firewall or come up with your own solutions. So, yeah, right, right. So, huh. Now it's got a V tail. It has on a V tail right? on it. And, uh, like I said, it has an L, L, Evron, Evron, uh, style, uh, like kind of like the, 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 uh, tough wing, you know, uh, style aircraft. And, um, it, it, like I said, it flies fairly well once you get everything kind of spaced out right in the CG, uh, correct. Um, but like I said, since you have to kind of throw, throw this, you know, even if you don't, if you build it per the plans, they don't really tell you where to put them. You, you know, they have to use the, the far type of, uh, assembly that looks about right, you know? Right. And yeah. so you put, yeah. so you put the spar, you, I mean, you put the motor mount on and it doesn't like line up or slide into a slot or, you know, come perfectly. So you go, Oh, this is, Oh, this is how I want to line this up. It's, you just eyeball it. And it's like I said, it, you know, it could be it could be frustrating depending on the type of builder you are, because you know, some people you you get fixated on you want this to be perfect, and that's not going to work out right with the style of aircraft. It's not, you know. <laughs> well, besides that, how did it look in the air? Oh, I mean, did it look actually? It looks. It looks. Did it look? I, it looks now from this part. It looks very cool in the air because it looks like a real eagle. Or, you know, buzzers fly around where I fly, but it looks like a buzzard or a small buzzard when it's flying around. So from that standpoint, it looks very cool. Um, once you, once I turn the motor off and I start gliding, it looks very, very cool. But I haven't got it to glide. It, it definitely dives a little bit when it, when it climbs. And I haven't got the pro- – and I had to reprogram it because once I got it to glide well, then when I put the motor on, then it would climb too much. You know what I mean? I had to actually put in my own down right. elevator. So I, I made a mix as I advanced the throttle, you know, it put so much down elevator in. So that's, I had to come back and reprogram that. So I haven't flown it since, since then. So I, I have to go back out and now see how my programming how it works. Right. So that's why I was saying it looks great in the air, but it, you have to do a lot of tweaking. People probably won't like, you know, having to do all that compared to like, you know, an e-flight plane or, or, you know, you build it and just go out and fly it. You know, I really can't recommend this one. Well, this one's not really readily available. I mean, I, I know there are several companies that had them uh, for sale. They were fairly expensive. Right. Uh, it did say for the intermediate flyer, and, and you know, they've been out of stock a long time. So you actually got this one off of Banggood off Hobbies, of, off right? Off of Banggood Hobbies. And it was only, I think, 34 36 bucks. So, I mean... For the price, it wasn't bad, and I and basically I threw it together. You know, for me, you know, like I know for you and probably a lot of other of our listeners and stuff. You know, you have you have a a box full of leftover servos. You know, because that's all I threw. I just threw whatever right. servos I could find into this thing, and I had a spare motor. You know, like I said, it was fifty gram motor. It was like I had to look back up what what it could do, but you know, I just threw whatever motor I had in there, and it and it works fine. It works great. You, you could, like I said, you could use Blue Wonder Motors would work in this. It doesn't really matter. Um, and that's where it would get confusing for a lot of people because, you know, they just want to get a thing, screw in a mo- you know, motor that they recommend and it works. Well, with this, since you, since there's no fixed place to put the firewall, depending on what motor you use, depends on how, where you move the firewall. You, you get me? And some people might not like, right. might not like that because then it doesn't line up kind of like where they said it would. And you have to, you know, right. and you have to start jerry rigging right. it. So, uh, although I've enjoyed it and I haven't really crashed it that much, um, I, I really can't recommend it for the beginner. It, it just, there's just too much fiddling with it. So maybe if they come out with a version two and they fix the things that, that I'm talking about, then it would be a much better flyer. But right now, it's just, it, it people would find it not, they, they probably won't have as much fun with it because, you know, you're, you'd have to be building it. It's more, you spend more time building than I've, I've flown it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, do you think do you think if you were to fiberglass the nose in there that it would have been better or no? Oh, like I said, from a builder's standpoint, there's 50 different ways that you could put the nose or build oh, this okay. thing. 
there's there's no restrictions on how you could have built this or better built it or if you had a 3d printer i like i would i would right. i would have i would have made a plastic uh uh motor mount that just would have went in and braced up against right. everything and glued it in but but that's you know once again that's that's where if they come out with a version two hopefully because i wrote back to the company and hopefully they they take they heed my you know if they want to sell more of these, that's all they have to do is just put a little bit more design into it. And then that, it'll be a great plane. Then it won't be so awkward for other people getting this plane afterwards. You put the Jay Neely expert, hey, let me tell you how to yeah, do this. Yeah, right? but, you know, the only bad part about Banggood Hobbies sometimes, when you give recommendations, they get really defensive. Thank you, Mr. Neely. You are no exactly. longer allowed on Banggood Hobbies. They Hobby. wrote me one time and they asked me on RC <laughs> groups, they had asked me to review a, uh, a motor combo that they had an escape uh, motor combo and so they sent it to me i tried it out it wasn't perfect i basically said hey here's your problem you're you have the wrong advertisement you they had a picture of a totally different escape motor combination and one to to what i received i said hey you have the wrong motor this this motor goes to like a hack or something or whatever and this is not what it is and what your recommendations are don't work with this and they were like, well, if it, if it isn't what you, if it isn't what you ordered, sir, you know, we will give you a credit. And I'm like, no, no, no. You guys sent it to me for a review. I'm just telling you, you got your pictures mixed up. Right. They sent it to you for free yeah. too, right? Because you were going to yeah. evaluate it. So you, you got a free motor escape combo to evaluate. Yes. You said the picture doesn't uh, match up and now they're going to refund you or, or, or actually trade out. And that's what they, that, so they sent me back all these like nasty grant. Well, if it's not what you're wanted and blah, blah, blah. And they were finally, they were like, okay, fine. We'll send you a new this and that. So I ended up getting another motor escape thing. And I'm like, stop sending me stuff. I'm reviewing your right. product that you, that you asked me to review for you. I, I didn't buy this. I'm just reviewing this and I'm giving you back the feedback. You need to fix just these two simple things and then it'll be fine. But, the picture, your picture you have for it is wrong. You need to just fix, talk to the guys who web design and tell them to put this picture in there and, and, and change the description a little bit and it'll be fine. This stuff works fine. And they, they ended up giving me this credit and they gave me some money, you know, all this other stuff. It was crazy. And, you know, I got to keep the stuff, but it was like, after it was all said and done, I was like, okay, I don't think I want to do that. Cause you know, they got all defensive, like, Oh my gosh, you know, who, right. why do you order this stuff and then get all snotty about it? And I'm like, I'm, no, I'm doing you guys. This, I'm doing what you guys asked me to do. I'm reviewing this for uh, you. It works. It works well, great. Also, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my dad says. My dad would say, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Yes. Yes. I guess, I guess the translator from Chinese to English, I wrote, Hey, the picture's wrong. Must have came out. You bastards. <laughs> I, I guess that's how they took it. You know? Yeah. Your Chinese is yeah, a little off. Chinese Maybe you off. should look at those characters. Hey, you insulted his mother. <laughs> Probably so. That's right. The, us in the city of Moan, we will not take your orders anymore. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so yeah, that's oh just craziness. Gosh. But um, other than that, like I said, I had I had three near mishap. You know, that's been a long time since I've had three maidens and almost three mishaps um, all the way around. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping my next go around will be a lot better. Now, speaking of things that can fly off of uh, in, you know bad fields or grass fields, you got something in the mail that uh, is very exciting. You've been waiting like a little schoolgirl for. I did actually. I um. My A10 came in, in case you didn't know. Uh, it came in, actually, I think we did a podcast last week or the week before, and it actually arrived, and we kind of mentioned that I had collected all these parts and talked about some of the things. In our receivers oh, yes. uh, episode, I, it, it was here. It was just sitting in the other room. So anyway, I finally got all my personal stuff figured out and decided to pull the box apart and, and, and take a look at it. And so I... I unboxed the majority of it to kind of just look at it and see what it looked like because I've only seen it on the web and here it has been sitting in my house for a week, you know, and, and it was pretty exciting. My, uh, my parents were in town and my dad helped me get the box on, uh, all apart. I will have to say from an unboxing, they did a really good job. The box is very fat. It's very tall and it's not very long. So it came, uh, double boxed in the, in the box itself, which has all the parts taped down. And then it was put in an outside kind of a thick, um, brown, you know, box 
to kind of to help it. They shipped it. Um, I think UPS or FedEx or whoever it was that brought it, and it, it it arrived in really good shape. There was a little crease on the box, and I thought, oh man. But when I pulled it all apart, the box was in good Lucky shape. Guy. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, a different had, union guy. Yeah, it did the guy not look like yours for sure. Yes, right, exactly. We we've got the ex- excellent staff from FedEx UPS out of here. So shout out to those guys. It, it's got like a two levels to it. So the top level, when I pull the box off, or the cover, or the uh, open the box, it's got the first level, and that has one of the wings, uh, and the nacelles, and I think um, some other parts to it. Let me tell you what, Jay. I pulled the wing out of this thing. First of all, this wing felt like a two by four. I was very impressed with it. it. It, it's foam, right? The whole airplane's Supposedly, foam, but yes. the foam is so dense. The foam is so dense. It literally, I, I, you could wait. It's almost like a board. I handed it to my father. I was like, "Man, feel this." He's like, "What is that? Is that foam?" And I was go, "Yeah." He goes, "Wow, it's really hard. It feels more like wood." So I, I was impressed with that, and it it basically comes with everything just ready to assemble. Uh, I pulled into cells apart, and I actually have a picture. I think I sent you of my hand around the eighty millimeter nacelle, and it obviously doesn't go all the way around the nacelle. Um, so it, it's a huge engines, huge wings. Uh, I pulled the first layer off under the under the first you know set of foam, the wing, and the nacelles, and, and everything uh, is the fuselage, and the fuselage is actually in two pieces. Uh, another wing was on the bottom of that. So basically, the box is the size of the fuselage, the of half of the fuselage, right. and the wing, and then it's stacked on top of each other, so it's taller. I took most of it out just to inspect it, and then unfortunately, I had to put it all back in the box because, as you know, I had uh, places to be and things to do, and we had a family event. My son got mm-hmm. married, and we spent the whole week, you know, getting him already. So I, I, it's in the it's in the spare room, and. It's sitting there waiting for me to to finally gather all my materials and go in there and start building. So, I might I might be able to, you know, get that done. But the landing gear looked really sturdy. Uh, I checked everything over. It it looks like it's going to be just fabulous. And if you haven't already seen, uh, there's a lot of build videos or are people that have put their airplanes together and gone out and test flown them. And I think. I think we would. I think we should do a podcast on flying EDFs because all of the videos that I've seen, these guys have come in here and just hammered this thing on the ground and either broke the nose gear off or you know broke one of the main gear off or knocked all the right. you know the ordnance off. And there is and there is a bit of a difference over. between flying your regular prop planes to an EDF. There is a, there is a slight difference. There is. There is a slight difference, and and uh, we should save that for another podcast, probably later on yeah, down the road. I think but I, I think, I think we I get this enough tonight. Yeah, it's uh, we're kind of out of time anyway. But the airplane's in great shape. I'm ex- super excited. I think you know as I start putting this together, most of it now is just how many mods I want to do. And you know me, I can put the airplane <laughs> together relatively. It takes I about do? an hour and a half. Well, it takes about an hour and a half to put the airplane together. I could have it ready to fly, you know, tomorrow. Right. But. but I have been <laughs> rolling through my head some of these modifications that some of these guys have done, and there are one or two out there. They put uh, one guy put a uh, ladder, extension ladder that comes out uh, and actually looks, you know, realistic. One of the guys, same guy, has a, a canopy that opens and closes, which is not standard, but really looked cool. Uh, some of the guys have painted their landing gear a white instead of silver because it's white on the actual airplane, and then. A couple of guys put sound systems in it. One of the guys has designed a, a powder cannon so that they throw you know smoke out of the front of the out of the out of the, the gal. Um, yeah. And so it's just it's just down to the you know I, I thought I was overwhelmed at first just gathering all my right. material and now that I have all my parts together I'm looking at all these mods going oh look at that you know ooh look at that one and the paint jobs that have come out there this thing comes in a standard gray. Some of these paint jobs are phenomenal, man. I, I mean, people have gone to the greens, to the Alaska. I saw one the other day that was a blue. I, I, I don't know where the it came from, but it was a digital kind of a, um, you know, blue sky kind of thing. It really, really looked amazing. And so I just have to kind of sit down at my desk and make a list of all the things that I think I need to do with. Well, I don't thing. know. I mean, it's a big plane, and, but I, you know, some come. of those digital, really, really good digital 
combat, um, com- camo type camouflage things sometimes can backfire because they work too well. <laughs> well, and that's what, you know, that's funny you say that because I honestly uh, found a, another paint scheme that was a desert camo and I thought, ooh, this would be really cool. All these browns and these, you know, dark tans and, and then I started thinking, yeah, I guess it, it's probably not a wise idea in Arizona. The thing just disappear somewhere in the, you know, in the, in the foil, foliage right, or, or you go in across the background a, a, and right all of a sudden I can't see it. Up a mountain that just disappears into the mountain. <laughs> right, like, it disappears. Yeah, I can't see it anymore. So maybe I'll, I'll figure something out. Um, I, it's just that every time I see something new, I think, wow, that's amazing. You know, people are amazing. Yes. They yes. really are. They have great, you know, ideas. They have great imaginations. They're able to put it into, in the works and get it done. And the more they do that, the more I see in this hobby where people have used their innovations, I, I just get excited and I'm thinking, man, I really got to do that. And so that's kind of where I'm at with mine, but it is here. I am excited about it. And it's just a matter of putting everything uh, together. And now that all my family stuff is out of the way, I've got some training coming up this next, you know, into this month and then I'll, uh, I'll get right on it. So All right. Well, I'll report next time. You know, I'm excited. Time. But those are great stories. Yeah, me too. They're, those are great stories. Uh, congratulations on your new field. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, and uh, we're excited about that. Um, shout out to Jim for uh, mowing the place. I, I heard he was the one that mowed oh, yes. it, right? Yes. All right. Well, good for him. Well, uh, we're going to have to invite him to the podcast one of these days. Uh, hopefully, I can get down there and meet him face to face. But, Jim, thanks a lot for taking care of Jay. Uh, shout out to you and to all our listeners. Uh, if you're listening anywhere in the world, give us a shout and tell us how we're doing. You can go to uh, our website at theparkflyerpodcast.com and uh, you can go to uh, email, drop us a line or email on uh, parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. So, Fantastic. We really, we really appreciate it. I think uh, we're to the point where uh, Jay finally got his studio back up and running and uh, everything's settled in. It's all unpacked now, I think. But we uh, sure enjoy putting the podcast together, and we appreciate you listening uh, everywhere uh, all over the world. So check us out on iTunes. Give us a uh, star rating and review. And other than that, stay safe. Make sure you're uh, doing all your pre-flights. <laughs> yeah, do your pre-flights, folks. <laughs> so you don't wind yeah, up like don't Jay? Be Jay. Uh, <laughs> yes, don't be, don't be that guy. <laughs> Well, listen, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Park Fire Podcast. We hope to see you uh, in a couple of weeks. And we can't wait to hear from you soon. So be safe and go fly. All right. Have a good night. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.